We are super excited to announce that we'll be joining this year's KPSN Podcast Fest. The Podcast Fest is a two-day event featuring K-pop and K-drama podcasters from around the world, getting together for interviews, live discussions, and performances. We'd love to have you join us on July 10th and 11th. The link for the event will be in our show notes. Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fan girl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm CL Kita. And I'm Carrie the Mockney. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters. It's a great place to chat with us about recent dramas and what, what we're watching. And you can have access to our new Discord server which is a fun place where each of us chats daily with our with the people on it. The link will be in our show notes. Well, the Macnay and I, as you probably know, are really fond of fluffy Chinese dramas. The fluffier, the better. What's a fluffy Chinese drama? A fluffy Chinese drama is a drama that has all the romance, but not as much angst. You don't have a lot of complications. The complications are easily resolved. Yes. Nobody's dying. Nobody's dying. They don't throw any terminal illness in. You may have one or two bad moms or dads, but it's not. For the most part, it's just almost like normal life where it's the normal problems that we have and how the couple gets through them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're always extra special. (laughs) <laughs> so we have decided that in order to be the kind of people we are, we need to share some of our favorite fluffy Chinese dramas with you guys. So we're kicking off a podcast of our ultimate favorite, Le Coup de Food. This is based off of a novel. I cannot, uh, the author is actually, um, and I'm going to say this wrong, Chow Yi, the same name as the character in the book. Uh, Why do you? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just remember. I've been practicing as Chow Yi. Yeah. Chow Yi. Okay, good. I'm glad you did. (laughs) So let's talk about why the author's name is Chow Yi and her character's name is Chow Yi. Because it's an autobiography. It is an autobiography. She wrote this, and it's based on her own romance. And there are a few differences between the book and the um, the drama, which there always are. But the drama really is a good representation of the book. And I fell in love with the book about five years ago and stalked it. Yep, about five years ago, I fell in love with the book. It was released in 2015, and I stalked this book, and stalked, And then whenever I found out they were making a drama, I lost my mind, <laughs> and I immediately attacked the Mocknay, and I was like, here, we're doing this. You have to watch so, this. You have to watch this. And because the is a good friend, she I am. did what she was supposed to do, and she watched it. <laughs> And uh, you were not wrong. This was excellent. 
Okay. So le coup de foudre is also called, what is the alternative? I don't like the world. I only like you. Yes. Yes. So I'm not sure what the French title is. I heard it's like lightning bolt or thunderbolt. Doesn't matter. The point is we have our two main characters. We've got Chao Yi and Yan Mo. And Chao Yi is a girl who, um, how to explain this with not trampling on everything we're going to discuss. Anyway, they are a couple who met in high school and had their ups and downs and eventually they get married. And that's not a spoiler because we see in the first few minutes that they're married. But then we also see them meet and not be together. And then we see them in high school. And it's just, it was an interesting way to lay this out. But it's also kind of a slice of life because we get a lot of Chao Yi's life with her family, Yan Mo. You know, we get a deep dive into their high school experience, that kind of thing. I think that in order to fully explain the plot, we have to understand who our characters are. Absolutely. And Chao Yi is a she's in high school, so she's a teenage girl, mm-hmm. and she has a twin brother. She has a mom, and she has a stepdad, and she is a very shy girl. She has her best friend, and she has gone to this school. She just kind of lays low. She's not real smart. She's not stupid. Mm-hmm. But she's not smart, and she's not your typical character that um, is pretty and not smart, but popular. And um, you know the characters I'm talking about. We see them all the time. They're they're uh, plucky. She's not overly plucky. No. Um, she's just a regular girl who's just trying to survive high school. Uh huh. And her seat gets moved. She has to move seats and she ends up having to sit in the only empty seat that's available. And the empty seat that's available is next to Yan Mo, the smartest kid in class who doesn't talk to anyone. And she sits there and she just lays her head on the table and she's like, what is going to happen to me? Because she knows that he's going to think she's a complete and total idiot. So her awareness of the fact that she's not really smart and that he is really smart is part of the charm. Mm -hmm. Because she's not stupid. But she is like, everybody has been in this situation where you're either having to do math races with someone or um, read out loud and you're not a good reader and suddenly somebody else takes over and you're like, oh, just let the sky open up and swallow me whole. <laughs> she is very open, though. She is an open character. She is not someone who hides her feelings well. And her facial expressions are very, I mean, very obvious. Whereas Yan Mo, he is taciturn. He is, he is stoic. He just sits there. And we don't always get an idea of what he's feeling. The more that she sits by him, the more she realizes his mannerisms and what's going on underneath the surface. Mm -hmm. So um, that's part of the charm. And that's part of what 
you see it in the drama, you see it happening, but in the book, it really goes into detail with actually describing the little nuances where she's like, oh, so we have these two and they have this relationship of seatmates that grows. And I'm not sure how much more I should talk about. How much more are we going to give away? Well, not a whole lot, I think. I do want to mention, um, so the guy who plays Yan Mo is Zhang Yu Jian. Sorry, Chinese is not my specialty, so I'm trying. But I love him. Oh, he's so good because I've been paying attention this time around and his eye acting. When you really pay attention, you can see him and the, the just the, the little changes that indicate how he's feeling or when he's surprised. Because normally he's just very flat. Like his mask is pretty much the same. And so when you see the little changes in his eyes, it really gives you a window into what he's feeling. And he he just, has the best puppy dog eyes. Like his oh, whole yeah. face doesn't change, but his eyes, he is the best eye actor. He is. He's so good. All right, so to round this out, we should probably talk about uh, Chaogi's twin brother, uh, Guan Chan. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And her best friend, Wu Yi. Yes. Now her, her brother is, <laughs> bugs him to no end, but he's been ranked number two right behind Yan Mo for years. And there's just no overcoming the gap. It's always one or two points, and Yan Mo always comes out ahead. So... Guantan is very smart, but he's the opposite of Yan Mo because he's very personable. He's a huge flirt. And he's just, he's charming and he gets his way with pretty much anyone all the time. But he's also fiercely protective of Chao Yi. He takes care of her. He makes sure that she's not falling into trouble. I don't know how to explain it, but he's just always there for her. He always has her back. So... In the book, it gives more backstory. They were abused by their real father. Mm-hmm. That was in those first 12 episodes. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. talks about that. And then whenever their mom met their stepdad, their lives changed. Absolutely. Yeah, radically. I love their stepdad. He's so cute. He is the best character. Oh, he's the best character. And I love how he helps them navigate around their mom's very bad temper. But he's a real dad. Like, he's a better parent than their mom is. In a lot of ways, yeah, because he's willing to listen and give advice and he's paying attention to what they're going through. I think, I mean, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean that their mom found like a gold mine mm-hmm. in him. Oh, yeah. She's so lucky he wants to be with her. Anyway. All right. So we have <laughs> Guan Chan and then we have Wu Yi, who is Chao Yi's best friend. And she is um, kind of silly. She's also not very smart. Neither one of them, Chao Yi and Wu Yi, they just don't test well. And so they're kind of comfortable being academic non-entities. And they just hang out together and share life, essentially. And Wu Yi kind of has a crush on Guan Chan, but not really. It's a little, it's up and down. They don't really notice each other because they're around each other. Yeah, and it's, there is the point where one of their friends bets Guan Chan to do, or yeah, makes a bet with Guan Chan that he can't make Wu Yi fall in with him, but he does, and then Wu Yi finds out and about kills him. Yeah, it's 
that dynamic for most of the time side character stories let's be honest here really don't add a lot right but this side character story is just adds to the charm and we find out about it in a right at the get-go of the mm-hmm. beginning of the drama which i'll talk about in a minute but yeah i love Wu Yi. she her dedication to chow Yi mm-hmm. is is amazing well, I think so. it speaks to Chow Yu's big heart because she really is the heart of the drama. All these people are drawn to her because she cares about them and is deeply loyal to them. And mm-hmm. so they want to protect her. Yeah. And yeah, I just, she is a very well, again, I keep saying it's it's slice of life. It's very real. Mm-hmm. You don't have any millionaires you don't have rich people these are regular people Mm -hmm. um they have regular jobs it's not you don't have that extra dynamic of rich guy poor girl it's not the rich smart guy poor dumb girl right um for either of them it's just people that grew up together and fell in love Mm -hmm. um so let's talk about the elephant in the room here which one the nonlinear plot. Yes, that's kind of a big deal. So the way that the book is written is the book is written as a journal. Mm-hmm. And in order to keep that, they have created a frame story. And for those of you that don't know what a frame story is, you don't. Re- I'm an English teacher, so bear with me here. Um, you have to remember like Frankenstein. A frame story means we start at a point that is not the beginning of the story. And then we move into the story. And occasionally we go back to outside of the story. Mm -hmm. So the way that this story is set up is we begin with them in present day. 2015 present day. And... Then we flash to high school Mm -hmm. and then we'll have a flash to present day and then we'll flash to um, after high school and then we'll flash. So it goes back and forth. And if you're not aware of how the plot works with us working in a frame story and going from present day to the past, you can get a little bit confused because we keep the same characters. Mm hmm. Because the characters are able to transition from late teens to adults. You have to remember that starting the story, they're in their mid-20s. They're 26. So it's not, so there was no reason to change actors. Um, The actors were easily able to play high schoolers and, and adults. So we have the very beginning, we start off and it starts off in a way that will make you laugh your head off. Um, one of the things that we have to know is Chow Yi is a writer. Yes. She works in the entertainment industry. Television. So, yes, she works in television. And so her brain is constantly creating scenarios, which at times makes her seem 
kind of vapid and spacey Mm -hmm. because she's busy thinking and then she just snaps out of it. Right. And of course we have Yan Mo who is our, you know, Sunday lead who doesn't show a whole lot of emotion, Mm -hmm. but he plays with her. So when she does this stuff, he is the perfect foil excuse me and it's so it's it's just super fun so you need to know going into this that the plot is not linear it does not go in a um a normal timeline we don't go from 18 to 26 we go from 26 back to 18 then to 20 then to 24 then to 26 yep so um so be prepared for that but a lot of dramas do that anyway, so it it shouldn't be that big of a stretch. It shouldn't be. It's just, it takes a minute to jump into it. I remember first watching it and going, wait a second, where are we jumping to? Because you get into these long stretches. We focus on them in high school for the majority of these first 12 episodes. Right. But every once in a while, there's a flashback. Like at the beginning, we see um, Yan Mo, who's going by Frank in Britain, and he thinks he's accidentally put his wallet in the washer and you see him just burst out of this room and go home to save it. And it's like, where is he? What is he doing? Where's Chao Yi? And then it flashes back to high school and we get a very long stretch of them in high school. And then you get flashes of that incident. And it, it shows it's it's almost kind of a metaphor or a foil for their relationship because it unfolds the importance of their relationship to him. Because later on, you get a scene where you realize that in his wallet is a picture of them, but it's made out of newspaper. So if it if it had gone through the wash, it would have been destroyed. Exactly. And typically with these male characters, we don't get a lot of clues that they really like the girl. Mm-hmm. And in the past, you almost felt like they hated them. But that is right. not how it is with Yan Mo. We get a ton of clues of his real feelings. And in a way, um, which is kind of an interestingly odd thing, there's equal focus on our main leads. We don't just see a lot of Chao Yi's, ex- her perspective. We see his perspective, which is fun. It's it's kind of nice. I like romance books with dual perspectives, and this one balances it really well. A lot of like my favorite books. Yeah, it it just really, I think that a lot of the little clues that we get make us feel like this is a real relationship. It's not a Cinderella story. Mm-mm. And I remember when I very first recommended this drama to you. That's what I was trying to tell you was that. You feel like you really know these characters. Mm -hmm. And feeling like we really know these characters is an investment where you want to keep watching. Even even during the the slower times that every drama has, you're like, I need to know what happens. And I think that's part of the genius, too, of the the nonlinear telling is because you're like, I know we get to this point and it holds you through because you want to see how they get there. Right. So how do they get there? That, we haven't seen that, really. 
We know that they went to high school together. We know that they were separated while he was in Britain. And we know that they get married because there's flashbacks or flash forwards to their married life and them playing around. Like when she went to the hotel to work and he came to visit and they pretended they were having an affair. Which oh, was that's hilarious. so fun. Well, and he just jumps into it. I love it because you don't see anything from him. No flicker that he's about to play, but he just does it. Matter of fact, you think he's going to just walk away. Right. When but she knows him she's... enough. Oh, and, and the waiter is just flabbergasted. <laughs> I love that And this one is the too. very first scene. Yeah. And it, the waiter is just flabbergasted. And he just sits there. And then all of a sudden, he starts playing with her. And, and he leans forward and grabs her hand. And it's it's just... Those little elements, that little bit of humanity where we see that he is capable of fun. Mm -hmm. I love him so much. I love him so much. I know. So it's part of his growth, too, because when you think about it in the beginning, like he's closed off from his classmates. He doesn't know who anyone is. And it's her kind of warming him up because he admires her perseverance and it makes him tune into her, which makes him tune into the rest of the class. And so it's he grows through being with her. So one of the things that we need to also know about Chao Yi is that she has a, I don't know if you'd call it disability. She has had to have a handicap. She, her back is completely messed up. Um, she has had to have multiple surgeries and, She's actually kind of delicate, but she has a really high pain threshold. And so, and she doesn't like for people to see her in pain, Mm -hmm. which will actually play a part of the story. Um, And that's one of the reasons why her brother is really, really protective of her. Well, and a lot of it's a result of their dad beating her, but not her brother. Right. Right. It's the abuse that she went through as a child. And so, you know, uh, kids that are abused, she learned not to cry. Mm -hmm. And her brother did what he could to protect her. Her mother did what she could to protect her. And I find it enlightening that the writer used all of these biographical elements um, autobiographical and really gives us a look into the struggles that these characters have had. I mean, if, if we think about it, we learn that Yan Mo lives alone. Right. And has for a while and he's only 17. Right. He's, he has taken care of himself for a long time. And we're not talking about living alone with a servant. We're talking about he lives alone he's got a dog yeah a dog Um, named grandpa and which is brilliant because if you've got a kid that's by themselves and somebody hears them talking to grandpa through the door Mm -hmm. they're going to think there's more than one person in there that's true but it's also sad to watch because like all he eats are pre-prepared sandwiches like he makes his week's worth and then he eats them that's all he gets right i mean it's yeah but, and we'll talk about this later as we get to side characters. I'll talk about my favorite <laughs> side character. Okay. So, 
Episodes 1 through 12, what is happening? So let's talk about, because the way that episodes 1 through 12 is set up is it's actually set up the high school years until he goes to Britain. Yeah, almost. We don't quite get to Britain by the end of 12. But we're close. Yes. So I think we're safe about talking about anything in that time. Yes. I think we can just start off with she becomes his seatmate. Mm-hmm. And he grows on her. No, she grows on him. She grows on him, definitely. Like a fungus. Because she loves everyone. For him <laughs> to be part of her life, that's not a big deal. And I think that he's somebody who hasn't had a lot shared with him. And she mm-hmm. starts sharing things with him. And like, like he's always, I don't know. I don't know. How it's, I'm getting the book and the drama mixed up in my head as I think about this. Gotcha. And I really just want everyone to sit down and watch it with me. Right. I Absolutely. mean, can't we just do that? Um, <laughs> so we start off and we have a few major things that, that um, give our, our characters depth. So we see what high school is all about. We start off and we have situations especially that show the friendship between Chao Yi and Wu Yi Mm -hmm. but we also see how Chao Yi becomes brave how so because she has and so that's that's one of the things that I think that we need to talk about so where do you want to start because your name's first (laughs) well I think that Explaining the opening, because I'm stuck on the TV station where she's playing the abused pregnant woman who's trying to get her husband to come back and pay child support. And then Yanmo sees that because he's come to do an interview. And he's like, I know her. And he his immediate instinct is to protect her, track her down, try to take care of her. And then he realizes later in a later scene that she was playing a part. And she doesn't know he's there. And then we cut to... A later flash, like, this is what I remember. There's a later forward flash where she's supposed to interview him. Like, she right. steps in for the interviewer. and Comes down the stairs looking amazing, mm-hmm. and he seems transfixed. And then... He does. But then he asks her, he's like, I'll do this interview if you'll answer the question that you didn't answer back then. And she can't. And so he walks away. She can't tell him... Because if she tells him, number one, if she had told him in the beginning why, I won't give anything away. If she had told him why she couldn't go, he would not have gone. And if she tells him now, it solves nothing. Right. So then he just walks away. Yeah, he just walks out. And I can understand because there's one person in the world he trusts and it's her. And for her not to answer that question just kind of breaks him a little bit and he can't be there. Because I've noticed throughout these first 12 episodes, whenever he's emotionally overwhelmed, he has to walk away. He has to remove himself from the situation. But she's got an issue, too. And she reached out to him. She has sent messages. Mm -hmm. And she calls him. And when she calls him, a girl answers. Yep. Alicia. And 
he won't answer her if he's in a relationship until she answers why she didn't go. Yeah. It makes me want to get to our second podcast so we can talk about that part. <laughs> right. But we'll and get there. We'll, we'll totally get there. Um, I think we should just have like a timey-wimey Doctor Who type disclosure here. That, that <laughs> there were some spoilers. So we, know, so we know going in that she's afraid he has someone and she doesn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. And he thinks she rejected him. Yeah. Not a good way to start a relationship. No, or to continue it. But then when you jump to high school, because that's the majority of these episodes, and it's just their journey to becoming friends and her pulling him into her world. And all of a sudden now he has friends. He has this uncle that lives with him, but is also now his friend. And... Okay, you need to explain who the uncle is. Okay, so we have Fei Da Chan. Is that right? Yes. Yes, and he is Yanmo's uncle, but he's younger than Yanmo by a couple of months. It, it, so it's a little weird. But so he looks like a bully. He looks like he would pick on people. He's actually just a little bit self-centered and doesn't realize the effect of his actions on other people. But he's also willing to help out, and he almost bullies Yanmo into being friendly. <laughs> As much as Yanmo can be. He is the parent in this relationship. He is. Like, Yanmo has the discipline, but Dog Chan knows how to relate to people. And he can cook. Yes. Unlike anyone else. <laughs> so that's the, that is, I think, when he starts going to the school and everyone is freaked out and she thinks that he's going to bully Yanmo. Or that he is. And then... Yan Mo gets sick and she realizes that this is his uncle. This is his relative. Actual literal uncle. And I just, I love Gua Chong so much. I love him so much. <laughs> and I'm, I, I, I can't talk about him anymore because I have to talk about him later. Yes, I know. He grows and he's one of my favorite characters. Should we go to the favorite side characters? Let's talk about our favorite side characters. Okay. Because he is my favorite side character. He's so adorable. I just want to pinch his cheeks. <laughs> I realize that he looks like he could beat up a football team. Mm -hmm. But he's a marshmallow. Oh, totally. And he's smart. Mm -hmm. And he's sweet. And he really cares about Yan Mo. And once he becomes part of the friend group, like, he's in. He's very protective and very loyal and just, he, he fits really well. His his role was very well, I mean, and, and it was well, and again, it's, I can't say it was well written because this is based on real people. Right. And they exaggerate some things, which we'll talk about in our next podcast, um, some things that happen in their lives they exaggerate but his character is is one of those that he just naturally assimilates into the friend group and they become this group of five mm -hmm. and I really I just I love to watch them and I love the way he mothers everyone mm-hmm 
I just love the way he, and you realize the difference that he comes from a, a family that is more affectionate. His side of the family is more affectionate than Yanmo's. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene. Oh, is it? It's towards 12. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene where um, Chao Yi's dad is meeting with uh, Guan Chao's dad. They know each other. Well, yeah, and, because Duan uh, Chan's dad is the chief of the police station where Chao Yi's dad works. Right. But they're old so, friends, too. They're Yeah, they're old friends, and they're talking, and they're, you know, he's like, I don't know if I should send him to a sports school, <laughs> <laughs> because he just, you know, I'm afraid he'll get into a fight. And it's just, it's he's he's one of those characters that... Nobody really knows, but he's such a marshmallow. Mm-hmm. And I want everything good for him. Absolutely. I want everything good for this character. Um, and, I, and, and I don't really have, aside from dad, dad would be my next favorite side character. Me too. Oh, I was going to say, we've pretty much discussed him. He's just yeah. he's the amazing stepfather and everything that they needed. And I'm kind of surprised that he wasn't married before. But I think he's actually younger than the twins' mom. Yeah, he's younger than their mom. And, you know, he fell in love with the kids first. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so I think that that part of the story is so charming. And mm-hmm. he's such an honorable person. He is. Like He reminds so, me a lot of the police dad from Go Ahead. Did you watch Go Ahead? Mm-mm. So you need to fix that. Okay. Uh, the police dad and Go Ahead, he was very dedicated to his work. He was very dedicated to being a policeman and helping the people of the community. And he was just a good guy. And this stepdad is the same way. He's just dedicated to doing the right thing and upholding justice and connecting with people. See, I see that. And dad just... Dad raising them like he has, I think... Mm-hmm. I talk a lot about nature versus nurture. You know, mm-hmm. are people born bad or are they made bad? And I think that when you have someone who has a, comes from an abusive background and you introduce someone who is so caring and loving and stable, it really changes the way that your life can turn out. And I think we can see that in the twins. Mm-hmm. Their lives have improved so much. They're definitely better people so, for it. Like it brought out the best in them to have him as a stepdad. Because if they'd been living in fear or even lived with their very angry mom, I don't think they would have turned out as well as they did. And mom has a right to be angry. Yes. And and we need to clarify that we're not judging mom at all. Nope. Mom, no, mom, no, no, no. Mom has been through a lot. She has. And... She is, you know, she is older and you kind of get the feeling that that mom is like that puppy that's been kicked one time too many. Mm-hmm. Um, so, OK, if you only knew how much time the Maknae and I have spent talking about this <laughs> drama in the past. So let's, do you want to jump to our favorite scenes? Um, 
I think we've discussed him. I'm trying to think if there's one that stands out to me. I have one. Okay, go. They're on the bus. And, and Yan Mo is sitting next to Chao Yi and she falls asleep. Uh-huh. And I think it's the sweetest because he still isn't, like, they're not together. No. They're just sitting in a friend group. And he has all the money <laughs> because they're on a field trip. Yeah. And he put it in his jacket pocket. And he covers her up with his jacket. And I'm going to let you guess what happens. The responsible one loses the money. The responsible one loses the money. <laughs> but that's one of my favorite scenes. Just because it it shows how their lives are starting to be intertwined. Mm-hmm. And it shows... What their life is going to be like. (laughs) Yes. There's one part. Oh, it's a future, a flash forward where Chao Yi and Wu Yi are talking and they're talking about uh, Chao Yi being married to Yan Mo. And she's like, yes, I had to hurry and marry him before he realized how stupid I was. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that, you know. She's like a blessing fell from the sky. <laughs> they complement each other really well. They do. And and the funny thing is that it took them a long time to get married. Mm-hmm. So when she says that, we know that he already knows everything about her. Uh-huh. So what's the one thing we wish we could get to already? All of it. <laughs> and and how do we not spoil it? That's hard. I'm ready for their grown-up relationship, which we'll see more of in these coming episodes, I think. I'm ready to see not just the grown-up relationship between them, but I'm ready to see what happens in all of their lives. And I want to know more about Guanchang. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen for him? Right. Um, right now he's in the middle of his Air Force obsession, but I don't remember him ending up in the Air Force. And I think that one of the that again, because these are based on real people, we have real plot points. Mm-hmm. We have real hopes and dreams and goals and failures. Chao Yi and Yan Mo. We know they're going to end up together, but we don't know about everybody else. We don't know what's going to happen to anybody else's life and how it's going to affect our main characters. Right. And I think that's in real life. It's like that, you know, Mm -hmm. you may, you may marry someone and you have a friend group that evolves And so I'm ready to see what happens. I want to see how he ended up being on a TV show about famous people from their hometown. Right. So I need more. Give me more. Yes. Give us all the more. So. I'm excited to get to that point to have the plot points connect. And just remember, you know, I think that. Because we have a real story, because we know that they have ups and downs 
it really helps to know that they're going to end up together. I've said mm-hmm. it before and I'll say it again. It That part of it helps to keep you focused. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in game, you actually get to see kind of their post-married life, which I love. It's, it's not just seeing the couple amazing. get to marriage, but how they are afterwards. That's enjoyable to me. And pay attention to the little dolls. Mm-hmm. The little dolls are so cute. The little dolls are so cute. Okay, their eyes are a little weird because they're all one color, but in that, they're cute. Well, yeah. Creepy dolls are creepy, but this isn't <laughs> quite so creepy. They're creepy cute. <laughs> they're creepy cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's right. When she wanted to order one, didn't he say, she was, he was like, what are we celebrating? She's like, well, we've been married for like 997 days that we can celebrate that. And he squishes her face and he's like, I'll celebrate successfully raising a pig for 997 days. (laughs) Right. She loves to eat. Mm -hmm. Which we'll get to later. And, you know, I, I just, I love how he plays with her. I love how. There's been a lot of talk lately about some of the older dramas about how the the male leads are so cold. Mm-hmm. And I think that what people don't realize is that some people are naturally more reserved. But when they're around the person they love, they're allowed to show affection and they're able you know they relax a little bit more Mm -hmm. and we really see that with him the way that he just he's always touching her and he's always just teasing her Mm -hmm. and she knows it and some of his teasing makes it seem like he doesn't like her but she knows what he's doing yeah because she knows him that well and it's it's just I love the fact that she is not spending all of her time trying to pacify him mm-hmm. or trying to get him to smile because that drives me crazy. Yeah. No, she's letting him be himself. They are themselves, but they're themselves together. And that's just so charming. And it's, it's, it adds this element to the drama that, when you have characters that don't have to change for someone, mm-hmm. you get to really fall in love with those characters. It's so true. And just root for them as they become better versions of themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that makes me happy. I can't mm-hmm. wait to get to that point, but we've got a long way to go. Uh, yeah, because nobody wants to listen to a three to four hour podcast. Nope, that's why we're splitting it up. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get there. It's fine. All right. Have we said everything we wanted to say? I, I can't say anymore because you'll get mad at me because I'll spoil. Okay. Yes. Then we'll end it here. So thank you for joining us for this episode. <laughs> Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And you can find us on our Patreon page and in our Discord server. We'll be discussing episodes 13 through 24 next time if you want to watch along with us. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 